So let me give you full disclosure on why this hits me a certain way. Why Tuesday, May 24, 2022 hits me a certain way. It dates back to February 22, 1993. So, Thunder, 29 years ago. What's the connection? Well, on that Monday... I was out of school... Because my school observed President's Day. My cousins, on the other hand, did not. We lived in the state of California. So, my cousin Michael went to school that day. Background on my on Michael, kindness guy, you would know. Um, wouldn't hurt a fly. Took in stray animals off the street and nursed them to good health. And Michael was a good guy. Um, there had been some school shootings prior to this day. So, this is back in the day of one television in the front. So, I'm sitting in the front. Mom's at home because mom worked swing ship at that time so she figured before she go to work she watched her soap operas so she was watching Young and the Restless at that time yeah it was Young and the Restless she's watching Young and the Restless they come in with breaking news There's been a shooting at a school in Reseda, California. Reseda High. Me and mom's instant reaction, here we go, another school shooting. This is when school shootings weren't the norm. This was pre-Columbine, Jonesboro, Parkland, all, all that, Sandy Hook. Uvalde. This was all before that. So it was like another school shooting. This is crazy. Keep it in mind. We thinking nothing of it. We feel for the parents of whoever got shot. Again, I'm not thinking nothing of it. 
we go about maybe two hours later. My mom's getting ready for work. I'm waiting for my father to get home. My father was uh, a computer operator at work nights. So my father was going to come home and I was going to go outside and play and enjoy my summer. Enjoy my day off. It wasn't summer. Enjoy my day off from school. So we get a phone call. Mom answers it. It's my Uncle Sonny. Turns out the kid that they announced that got shot at Reseda High School in Reseda, California, that was on the local news. Breaking news. Turns out to be my cousin. Michael Sean Inslee. That's where you go from the... You hit instantly the shock. No, it can't be him. It cannot be him. Fast forward to we ride to I want to say Northridge or Mission Hills Hospital. Walk through, head directly to the ER, head to one of the rooms in the ER. Mind you, I'm 13 at the time. I see my cousin with tubes up his nose. Not moving. That was the first person I ever saw that had passed away. I seen family members at funeral services. But this was outside of a casket. And all I could do was just cry. Because not only that day, 29 years ago, Still can't believe it was 29 years ago. I lost my brother. I didn't lose a cousin. 
We were cousin by blood. I lost a brother. That was my big brother. Because he didn't want to join a gang. My big brother lost his life. My big brother lost his life. Thirty years later, darn it, thirty years later, and I still never will forget that. I still never will forget my big brother. I. can't believe that my big brother isn't here if my big brother had lived my big brother would be 47 and we would be talking about we will be talking about his kids and his grandkids so that's where I come from with this That's where I come from with this is Here's the sort of interesting but sad part. The sad part is the fact that my auntie had him bust from an inner city school. Because she was worried about, you know, the gangs getting to him and lo and behold. cousin was a loving guy 
my cousin was and let me change that my big brother my big brother was a kind guy my big brother was a loving guy my big brother loved animals my big brother loved me my big brother my big brother my big brother my big brother was everything that I could have asked as a little brother I will fight you to the death if you want to try to say that my big brother was a gangbanger because that was never his style he was never a gangbanger he was never part of a clique that wasn't his style my big brother cared about people and because he didn't want to join a gang that's why he lost his life so the victims following that Jonesboro, Columbine, Paducah, Kentucky, Sandy Hook, Parkland, Oregon, Texas. I know what it's like. And it hurts. It truly hurts. You find a way to deal with it. But I'm going to tell you after darn near 30 years, it still hurts. Because you imagine what your loved one can be. That's the sadness portion of it. The next portion of this comes up next. Rest in peace, Michael Sean Inslee. Still love you, man, and still miss you and wish you was here. Talk to you soon, big brother.
Hey, what's up, uh, Thunder Nation? This is the JR Thunder Podcast. You can find me on Spotify and Amazon Music, is where you can find this podcast presently. Um, normally I hit you guys with sports. This episode, not so much. So, what you'll hear on this podcast, if you're still interested, is uh, my instant reaction when I heard about the shooting in Uvalde, Texas. And why that hit me a certain way and hits home. But I figured, why not stop there since we're doing a, in real life, reality kind of thing. Why don't I talk about three other people that I lost in a span of a year and five months. You heard it right. A year and five months, I lost three important people from my life and uh, I want to talk about them a little bit and give them a tribute since I've already recorded my tribute to my big brother Mike there's three others that I want to give tribute to so this is a tribute show and this is for them and let them know how much I love them. So, hope you really take something from this. Stay tuned. The first one I want to talk about is uh, my lady. One of the loves of my life. Laura De Leon to explain this love story is kind of crazy when I think about it now it started off me and Laura met there was a bar called What was that bar called? What was that bar called? It wasn't the Nugget. I can't remember the name of the bar. Because it's been so long since I've been in this bar. I just found it. 
the rib shop because they sold ribs. How I ended up at the rib shop was a buddy of mine I worked with had uh, recommended going to this place. It's a little dive bar. So we went. The crazy part met her. Wasn't initially interested in her right off the top. Was interested in the bartender. Go figure. Long story short, that never happened with the bartender. But became good friends with Laura and her mother. And, um... Got invited to their house. She lived with mom. So they invited me to the house. Have a couple of beers at the house. One day. I went over one day. Um, ended up enjoying myself. Have a good time. So I kept going. Every week I go, at least once a week, meet up at the house, I would buy, you know, buy beer. And hang out. This was, I want to say, 2009. So we hung out, had fun, good times. We chilling as friends. We both were smokers. So, naturally we would go outside and have a cigarette. And that was the time where we got to really get deep and really talk to each other, you know what I'm saying, really get to talk to each other, what are likes, dislikes, stuff like that, one day hanging out out of nowhere, um, we're having our usual talk, and blah blah blah, and whoop-de-whoop, we, it ends up in a kiss. I can't remember who initiated it, but we were both sort of surprised by it. I enjoyed it. I wanted to try to pursue a relationship. I had grown to develop feelings for her. 
she had feelings for me but didn't want to get into a relationship because we had such a good friendship. So we had talked about it. Nothing came of it. A few months later, it was New Year's Eve. So I mentioned it again. And usual, no, I don't want to mess up the friendship. So I made a deal. I made a deal that we would try for two months. If either one of us felt like this wasn't going to work, then we'd go back to being friends. Which was silly of me at the time because clearly I was in love with this woman. So, still kind of tough, but so two months later, everything's going smooth. We decide to continue on. The relationship. Everything is going smooth. We had our one bump in the road. But we had got to a point. We had a, our thing. Where we didn't say. I love you. It was. Got to love you lots. That was our thing. So, I had a flash forward to October 2010, or even before that, let's go back to August she had been complaining about not having feeling in her feet constant not having feeling in her feet like it wasn't oh well she'd walk for a few minutes, get the blood flowing, and boom, the numbness will go away. It was continuing numbness. She went to the doctor. The doctor did mention there was issues with her kidneys. Initially, we didn't think it was too bad. Now, flash forward to October. I'm, uh, I worked at a convenience store at the time. I, um, work night shift. So I'm getting ready for my shift because my job was 
all the way. I lived in Phoenix and my job was in Peoria and I rode the bus. So, I would have to get up at like 6 in the evening, hop on a bus, two buses, to get to work at 10. So, that's a story maybe I'll tell you one day on another in in real life pot uh part of the pod. So I'm getting ready for work. I get a phone call. I don't recognize the number, so I let it go to voicemail. I get I see you goes the voicemail. Somebody leaves the voicemail. So I check my voicemail. It's one of her daughters calling me saying, Steve, answer the phone. I need to get in touch with you. Something's happened to mom. Instantly, I panic. I call back. Laura's in the hospital. Then passed out at home. And then took her to the hospital. First question is, how's she doing? She's alright, but, you know, something's wrong. Okay, um, where's the hospital? She tells me where the hospital is. I'm gonna come up there tonight. I'm gonna call work right now. She says it's probably not a good idea. I'll check with you tomorrow. Stupidly, I said, okay. Looking back, I probably should have went. Flash forward to, I'm working, working, working. Because it sounds like she's getting better. Or so I thought. Still ain't quite been able to talk to her yet. I talked to her daughter. I'm like, I gotta work this one shift. I gotta work a night shift, then I gotta turn around and do a day, uh, afternoon. And then I'm going to come visit your mom. I worked the night shift. Went to sleep about 8 that morning. About 9.30. 
I get a phone call. I had saved our daughter's number in my phone. Looked up literally in a in a glaze. Had asleep, saw the number, answered it. She was like, Where you sleep? I'm like, Yeah. She was like, Sorry to wake you, but I feel like you need to know. Mind you, the girl is having pauses and I can hear sniffling. So I already knew it wasn't good news. She was like, I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, mom passed away this morning. I'm stunned silent. The only thing I can say is, sweetheart, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry for your loss. And before I said goodbye, ended it with, you know, your mother loved you. She loved you kids very much. Laura had five kids five kids that lost their mother here I'm thinking about them I'm not even I even processed that initially I didn't process that my baby's gone I initially processed that Five kids just lost their mother. It dawns on me, my baby's gone. I start to cry like a baby. I cry like a baby for probably about a half hour and just barely stop when my dad rolls in. My dad, I lived with my dad at the time. He worked a night shift. My dad comes in, sees me, eyes are red. Sees my face. And he's like, what's wrong? What's wrong, son? And I told him my baby's gone. My baby's gone. My baby's gone, man. He grabbed me and gave me the biggest hug that he probably had ever, ever gave me. And through the tears, all I could hear him say was, it's going to be okay, son. It's going to be okay. Flash forward to the funeral service. 
I get there first. First opportunity to go see her before the service. I looked at her for all the three seconds and couldn't do it because all I could do was cry. All I could do was break down and cry. My mom, who would help me get an outfit for the service, was with me. My mom was a champion. My mom never met my girlfriend. Never got the chance to introduce her to my girlfriend. Had planned right in that time frame about introducing her to my mother. Because I felt like we were serious. Mom never had met the woman and went to the service to support me. I went up there a second time. It took everything in me to hold back tears. Because it just struck me. It was real. My baby's gone. I've had two true loves of my life, and she was one that passed away on me. Still hurts to this day. She would be gone, she's been gone 11 years, it'll be 12 in October. There's not a time that I don't think of her. There's not a time that I don't think what if she had lived. We probably would have been married. We were headed that way. We were making plans to live together. So. I know this pod's gonna be long. And I don't mean it for it to be long, but these are people in Yavalde sort of brought it to a head that I just want to do this one tribute to the few people I lost. That I love. And... Yeah. So, rest in peace, Laura K. De Leon, my baby. I miss you so much, mi vida. So much to me. You were I don't know what to
everything. She was somebody that I could talk to when I was having a bad day. Somebody I could talk to. No matter what. For those that don't know Espanol, I'm say this in Espanol out of her. Mi vida, eras mi amiga, mi amante, mi todo, which in English is my love. You are my friend, my lover, my everything. I love you. I wish you was here. I don't know what to say. Other than que descanse en paz. Tengo que amar mucho mi vida. Which is trans translation is got to love you a lot. My love. Rest in peace. So that is my love story in a way. Stay tuned. Alright, it's time for the big portion of my um uh, my tribute this one goes to the man that I share a name with that I'm named after the person that I am 
his namesake. My father, Stephen Inslee Sr. July 1st will be 11 years since Pa's been gone. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was, uh, Going to work. I worked night shift. Still was working night shift at this time. At Circle K. Let me take you back a couple of days before that. My father had asked me, could I take some time off? Because with Circle K, I had to request time. So, uh, dad was, you know, hey, can you take time off? You know, I'm a barbecue, it's 4th of July, I'm a barbecue. All right, cool, bet. I request to put time off and uh, take time off, no problem. Um... The week prior to his passing, he had felt a little bit ill, but he told us it was pneumonia. Matter of fact, he had went to the doctor that Monday. This sort of plays into the story. Um... Dad was dealing with nausea. Never mentioned anything to the doctor. But if you know my know my father, that was him. Very, you know, played it close to the vest. You know, I seen this man cry in my recollection three times. The first time I ever saw my dad cry was was the the death of my grandmother, Alice Hensley. That was the first one. That was the first time I'd ever seen my dad cry. The second time was when we had to put our dog uh, Dusty down because he had gotten bitten by a rattlesnake. And dad had to take him alone to the vet to get put down. 
the third time was the Christmas after that. We got him a little figurine. My mom got him a little figurine with figurine that looked just like Dusty. Those are the only times I ever saw my father shed tears. My father wasn't a crier in my eyes. Now, if I ask my mom, it may be different. But from my experience, I've only seen the man cry three times in my life. So he was one that really played it close to the best, kept everything tight-lipped. So that was pop. That was how, just how he rolled. So that plays into he didn't tell the doctor about the nausea. Excuse me. He didn't tell the doctor about the nausea. So, the night of June 30th, I get ready to go to work, like normal day, I get ready to go to, go to work. I get ready to leave. He's sitting in his chair. Um, he's sitting in his chair, watching TV. You know, you usual stuff when he did. You know. When he was off. But kind of felt it weird. Was in a way concerned. Didn't think it was to the level it ended up being. But the only concern was the fact that he didn't go to work. He had took a couple days off. That's not my dad. My dad is a worker. My dad is. My dad. If he could put a shoe on. And clothes on. He he was going to work. I There are days that. I don't feel well. And I still go to work. Because that's the way I learned from him and my mom. There were days that they didn't feel good and they still just trashed on in. So, that was how they rolled. So, I, um, I left, getting ready to leave, you know, so, I, you know, get dressed, because like I said, I was working night shift, 
I get I get dressed, I get ready to leave. And um I'm like, alright, Pop. I'll see you in the morning. Alright, have a good night, son. See you in the morning. I walk out the door. As soon as I get out the door, I'm hit with this whoosh, this force. It's a force that I realized today that made me realize that that was the last time that I would see my father alive. That that was it. I immediately turned back into the door and Had I known now what I know, I would have went and gave him the biggest bear hug. But I opened the door. I opened the door and I said, I love you, Pop. I called him all kinds of things. Dad, daddy, big guy. My dad was 6'3", 305 pounds. He was a big man. So there was times I called him, you know, big man, big guy. Pops, you know. I walked back in a... I walked back in the door where he could hear me and told him, I was like, you know, I love you, Pops. I love you too, son, was his response. I'll see you in the morning. All right, have a good night, Pops. I left. Tears in my eyes, oddly. But I couldn't, I couldn't put it together. Maybe if I had known, I probably wouldn't have went to work that night. But in some ways, I think that maybe it was a good thing I was at work because I didn't get to see that and have that be my lasting memory of my father. My lasting memory of my father is my father telling me he loved me. Where some people have last memories where it was angry and they wish they could change it. I have a lasting memory 11 years. Of the fact that the last thing 
that me and my father said to each other is that we love each other. We didn't talk about nothing else. We didn't say nothing else. The lasting memory is I love you, Dad. I love you, Pops. I love you too, son. I'll see you tomorrow. I work. Store closes about 2 in the morning so I can restock. It's about, uh, about 10 minutes to 2. I'm outside uh, having a smoke. Because I'm getting ready to shut things down. Um, This car rolls up. Out gets a out, out comes out a friend of my mother's uh uh the husband of my mother's friend um and uh like hey you know how's it going uh, good, alright, you know, um, do I remember you? Oh, yeah, told me his name, oh, yeah, I remember you, how you doing, you know, alright, how's, uh, Miss So-and-so, oh, she's great, and, hey, I'm getting ready to close here in a second, so, he comes out of nowhere, he says, uh, can you uh can you get off work right now? I'm the only one here. Why what's up? Your dad's in the hospital. I remember asking, was he okay? All he would tell me is it's not looking too good. I have no clue what's going on. I have zero clue of what's going on. I um I asked him, what do you mean? What do you mean my dad's in the hospital? He was fine when I saw him. What do you mean it don't look too good? Is he alive? All I can tell you is it doesn't look too good. So now it enters in my head that I could lose my dad. This is where it first starts. So I call, mind you at this point. <clears throat> now we talking to 2.05 in the morning. So I call my manager. My manager doesn't understand. Answer, perfectly understandable. <clears throat> I call my assistant manager. He actually picks up the phone. <laughs> Excuse me. So I quickly went, you know, hey bro, I'm I'm sorry if I woke you, but 
I got a I I got a, a friend of the family here. I got a family emergency. My dad's in the hospital. I need to go see about my dad. Oh man, wow. Uh okay, uh I'll be there in a half hour. My half hour. Okay. So told the friend and family, you know, it's gonna be about a half hour. Will you tell me how my dad was? All I can say is it's not looking too good. This this sort of play this will be explained later or sort of what's what's going on. So my assistant manager arrives in ten minutes. Don't know how he did it, but he arrived in ten minutes. Go see about your dad. I'll clock you out. Don't even worry about going back to clock out. I'll clock you out. Go see about your dad. I left. About maybe a 10 or 15 minute ride to uh, the hospital. Get to the door of the hospital. The paramedics that had brought him in come out the door. I'm looking for anybody. So, ran in to somebody. I'm like, excuse me, I'm uh, I'm looking for Steve Inslee. And they were like, oh, you must be the son. Yeah, I'm I'm his son. I still remember the face of that paramedic lady. I still remember everything she said verbatim. Should have known when she said, let me prepare you for what you're about to walk into. What I was dealing with. But my head is running a million times a minute at this point. So she said we did everything we could. I know what she's going to tell me now. So I looked at her. And told her, like, please tell, please don't tell me my daddy is dead. Please don't tell me my daddy's gone. Please don't do that. She said, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, your father didn't make it. Thunder Nation, when I tell you that I lost feeling in my legs, I truly mean I, I lost feeling in my legs. I nearly fell to the ground. Three people had to hold me up because I could 
I couldn't feel my legs. It has shocked me to my core. I have never had a feeling of my legs just going. Only thing I can immediately do was cry and say no. I quickly shifted from crying and no to how's my mom and where is she? She's having it rough. She's in there with him. Finally get to feel in my legs. Friend of the family's right behind me with his hand on my back. Trying to make sure I stay upright. I get into the room where he was. I see my mom. I look at my dad. First thing I do is go hug my mom. I can't hold it. We cried. Both of us. Seemed like it was for forever, but it was only like maybe two minutes. I looked at my dad. I kissed him on the forehead. Told him, I love you, dad. Always, I will love you. Not a day goes by where I don't think of that man. Not a day I can't. I'm his namesake. Her time I write my name on something. Anytime I sign something. Anytime I tell somebody my name. I think of him because he's where I got my name from. So, to my dad, Pops, I love you. There's not a day that goes by that I don't miss you. I wish that you were here. You would be, you'd be my hype man. You would be this 
podcast would go big time because you would be a, my hype man. You would also be my business consultant, make money on this and do this and wooty whoop and all this and man. You were not just my my parent. You were my parent and taught me the way to be as a child and as an adult. You were also a parent, still giving advice, but also my best friend. And my world hasn't been right since you left here about 11 years ago. I... Really hope that you're proud of what your grand, what your grandson became. How my sister has stepped in and been the champion. Of this family. Um, I think that if you would have met your son-in-law, you would love him like we do. Y'all would be the best of friends. And I hope most importantly. Not even so much me. Because I do hope you're proud of me. But I'm hoping that you're proud of mom. In the way that she's persevered. With the heavy loss. Losing you was. The heaviest of losses. But mom has. Fought like a. Queen and has. Risen. Has, has risen. Through it all. And is still standing so. I love you, Dad. Continue to rest in heaven. I'll see you one day. I love you from the bottom of my heart, big guy. Take it easy.